Okay, good morning. Today's class is sponsored by Anonymous for Ethan Gavrilov, the finest soulmate, and for Stephanie Polak, Polakvan, Levunishmat, her father, Hushloshim is today, Jerry Polak, Yisrael ben Yosef Meir, may his neshama rest in peace. Also, Levunishmat, Yerachmiel, Dana ben Gedalia, Sian ben Neyma, and Vizrat Hashem, the success of Elisha ben Avaga, Diyal ben Elisheva, Shev ben Elisheva, Emisha ben Neyma, Makhbatovasha, Bizrat Hashem on February 22nd, Bal Harbor. Uh, we have that amazing, amazing event on success and happiness. Thank God I'm developing that class a lot through a lot, a lot of meditation. It's very good sometimes when you do a bigger event, you're more focused on that event and then th- more things come to you. That's why sometimes I, I recognize that I can't do too, too many things because then if I focus on one event, the class is going to be much better. My, I'm all in, but once I start doing too, too many things, then I'm scattered too much, and then you can't really develop an idea. Because to develop a class, it really takes a lot of time, a lot of prayer, and you, you, you need to feed it. You need to constantly feed it. And if you don't, there's, you're going every, every direction, then you really can't get that. So that's why I, I'm, I'm pausing a little bit sometimes for the weekly Tuesday classes, just to, I need to get to a more of a focused place. So whoever's, if we don't see that Tuesday night YouTube class, it's, there's a reason, there's a, lot, there's a lot of things that are happening. And Mizrat Hashem, all for the amazing, but we, we, we're trying to just reposition sometimes everything. Okay, so t- today's, this energy of this week is Parshas Kisisa. There's a lot of energy of this week, and I, I felt like this energy of this week is a lot of energy of letting go. And I, I don't know why this energy this week, but I, I'm saying, why, why is, I, I feel like this week I had, I'm, ha- I'm having to let go a lot. And again, how do we know that we're not letting things go? One thing is, is obviously our energy level. Our energy level gets affected and our mood gets affected. Once your, your energy level goes down and your mood is, ir- you start becoming irritable, you're not letting go. You're not letting go. That's, that's a sign as a Scorpio, obviously, um, that something I'm holding in. So I, I, it's great because... You know, Baruch Hashem, when I get those mood swings and I get, I get just weakened and exhausted, okay, what, what needs to be, what needs to let go? What am I holding on to instead of pointing fingers and just constantly yelling at everybody? See, it's, it's, it's always, it's wonderful to get lessons from your emotions. Your emotions are really there to teach us lessons. And you have to be very in tune with your emotions. It's very important to be in tune with your emotions. Because this is the way your creator is talking to you. Your creator is talking to you through your emotions. And again, the more we hold on to things, the, whole, the more we think about it a thousand times, it becomes a feeling. And, and this really, really affects everything. Now, if you start doing performance, and if you start really, you know, if you have, you, 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 know, you have to show up to this, you have to show up to that, you really need a lot of energy. So once you start growing in your life, you recognize, wow, how much energy do I need for this? How much energy do I need for this? And you, you'll be very careful on being very, very mindful on what you're holding on to, etc. And, and, and just, just this partial of the week um, is, is exactly that. The 13 attributes of mercy were revealed this week. And it's the ultimate God letting it, let it go. Let it go and build the Mishkan, which is a, it's an unbelievable thing. Imagine if God held resentment towards us. Imagine if God held resentment towards us in the desert. We, we, there would be, 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 be done. How many times did they complain? How many times were they ungrateful? But God did not hold resentment. He's constantly letting go. And this is where we, 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 one of the attributes of God is slow to anger. Slow to anger. His patience. He's patient with us. 
this teaches us very important that we have to also get to this. And this is what Moshe, the whole concept of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu had to put himself in a state of idolatry, which is by getting angry and breaking the tablets, to put himself to say, oh, if you're going to destroy them, you have to destroy me too. So he, he took one for the team. You ever hear the term, I took, he took one for the team? That was the greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu. Not I'm here, everybody else is there. Go he took one for the team, he broke the tablets. And our sages are saying something very, very beautiful from this. So we're going to take this from um, Rav Natan's book. Moshe had to affect the forgiveness for the Jews after they made the golden calf. He realized that unless he enters the depths of sin, he cannot elevate their souls from the fallen. He had to go into the same thing. Because they were, they, they were guilty of idol worshipping, by him breaking the tablets, he was considered, it's a form of anger, it's considered a form of idol worshipping. So he put himself in the same position to, to, to say, okay, now you have to destroy me too. And that's how he got this, he, he got this wrath. Otherwise, he could, not, he could not elevate the souls that had fallen there. This is exactly another reason why, why, why did Rabbi Nachman get buried in Uman? Could he have picked Israel? Because Rabbi Nachman had to, had to make a rectification for all the souls that were buried, that died all Kiddush Hashem. There were souls that died there. They were forced, either they were forced to convert or you die. And there's stories that many of them were, were burned to death, these souls, thousands and thousands of people. So the reason why we go to Uman is because it's a place of tremendous self-sacrifice. This is a place where people sacrifice their life for God. Today you get a guy to sacrifice, you know, it's wake up from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. For that guy, that's a self-sacrifice. But back then, they were sacrificing their lives. We are very soft today, I would say. We are a very soft generation. We want everything, but we have very little sacrifice that we were willing to give. We want, everybody wants everything. That's the, that's the problem today. Everybody wants everything, and they're not willing to pay the price for it. And that's something that Rabbi Nachman teaches us. That sometimes, you know, what these, these Canaan used to do in, in Breslau, they used to wake up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. They used to break the snow. They used to pray for hours. Here we can't even meditate for five minutes and put our phones out. So you could see, Shem Yachem, how embarrassed we should be to, to see the level that we've gotten to, and yet we walk around complaining about stupidity all day long. God should help us. Um, at least that perspective always. Every time I have a little bit of shtiyot in my head, a little stupidity, I go back to some of the old books of Ram Nachman and see how these people got up at, at this hour through fire and water. And it somehow... I. Uh, the lesson of humility ultimately begins. That where is my sacrifice? Why am I sleeping at this hour? Why am I not going earlier? And it really lights a spark because it changes my perspective. You know, today, tell the guy to wake up at 7 o'clock. Oh, it's too early. What time is Minyan? I need it at 11 o'clock. I mean, shouldn't God help us? God help us with the softness of this generation, how it's become, specifically the men. Specifically the men. The men has become extremely soft. We have to take, we have to be stronger, we have to, we are supposed to lead the whole world. Today seems to be completely the opposite. Some of the, unfortunately, God forbid, people have gotten and lost in, in tremendous klipot, and tremendous things. God should help us. So by breaking the tablets, Moshe demonstrated his willingness to sacrifice himself totally for the Jewish people. He was willing to sacrifice everything he worked to attain in order to effect forgiveness, even to those who were most distant from God. We find here that self-sacrifice is so great that God thanked him, saying the first tablet you shattered, 
Thanked it for the first tablet. So imagine the, with, with the sacrifice. So this is something that your creator is very into. What sacrifice are you willing to pay for, for this? You have to pay. There's got to be a price of sacrifice. And there's no way you're going to get any kind of happiness in your life if there's no sacrifice being given. If you just come to this world to expect what, not what the world can do for you, what can you do for the world? That's how you have to come in. You have to come in here as a guest. What can I do for the world? What can I do tomorrow for the world? And this is, this is a message that will lead you to happiness and fulfillment. The other one will lead you to unfilled expectations and sadness and, and comparing your life to everybody. So we can decide what path we want to take. He says, where the tablet, and, and, and because right now, because the tablets were forgotten, this is a struggle that we have to forget the Torah. The, all the, the, we, have a, we have a problem with memory today. I've always said this very much. I've said this, that we have a long-term memory for trauma and a very short-term memory for gratitude. I can have the greatest news at 3 o'clock, and then 5 o'clock I can get news that I don't like, and next thing you know, I'm focusing on the 5 o'clock news. And I, I completely forget about the 3 o'clock news. We have to be aware of this, of our memory. We have to make sure that our memory is in the right place. This is why our sages say, recount the past and sing out for the future. Because if we start, all of a sudden, we, we, we forget about all the things. That's another thing. The shattering of the tablets caused people's memory. The memory. People start, they lost their memory. They forgot the, the big picture. By breaking the tag, tablets, signified forget. Also, there's another positive about the breaking of the tablets. Also signifies forgetting the past and getting on with our lives. And this is where the letting go has to happen. So you, you have a special... Ratzon this week of the 13 attributes of mercy, we just said it in davening, when we say, El Rachum Mechanun, Erech the 13 attributes that God revealed to us, that He forgives us, and we have to do a lot of letting go this week. Let it go, let it go. I'm sure you've been offended this week, I'm sure you took things personal. Be Godlike, don't think things personal, and let things go. This is this week. God let it go, you were serving a golden calf, next thing you know, you got the Mishkan, right away, no resentment, no, uh, no emotional blackmail. Just let it go. And then he gave us the 13 attributes of mercy. What a tremendous gift that we have. That we can, we can li- literally every single day, cre- every single moment, we have an opportunity to, to mimic our creator by letting things go. And when we let things go, we mimic our creator. We draw upon the 13 attributes of mercy. And we live with, with, a, with, a tremendous, with tremendous energy. Because remember, when I let things go, what's the first thing that comes to me? energy. But when we don't things, let things go, we walk around with so much of it, with terrible moods and, and we're just headed in the wrong directions. We were to remember every bad thing that we did and forgot, we would never be able to move forward. This is the reason why Rav Nachman has, this, he has, a, he has a different, he has a therapy called just forget it therapy. Just like your, your creator forgot about the, the golden calf, you can also forget about things that were ha- happened to you. And you could see so many people that are running away from their lives. doesn't mean you, you allow it to happen. Nobody's telling you to, to put yourself in that position again. But there's certain things that happen in life that are, not, that are beyond your comprehension that happen to you. And evil is not meant to be understood. Evil is meant to be overcome. But this Parsha gives us a lot of chizuk on how to just forget it. And this is exactly Reb Nachman. Reb Nachman never replayed the failures. Never talked about them. He never replayed anything in the past. He always was moving forward. Because that moment, he, he believed the moment was constantly being recreated. Since the first tablets were broken, however, we must guard and rectify our memories. That's the problem today. 
because Tammuz is the month that the destruction of the temple began, and it calls upon to remember the Torah. So we have a problem with memory. Memory is a problem that we have. We have a very short-term memory, guys, and a very, very short-term memory for trauma, and a long-term, I'm sorry, long-term memory for trauma and short-term memory for gratitude. Imagine right now, and I ask I asked this question every single time, in my, my, every time I do a group in my facility. If you, for, if you let go of everything that happened to you, would you be in this facility today? And the overall answer is no. Okay, now we know what to do. If you just let everything go, every insult that happened to you, everything that happened to you, and you just processed it, you said, you know what, this is a lesson, either I'm going to learn a lesson from it, or that person was hurt, or it's something that I had to learn in my life, would you be here today? And the answer is no, across the board. We have to remember how much the past is, is it, we don't want the past to affect the future. Because what happens is, a creator always has sneaky blessings. There's a great term by Svi Friedman, he calls it sneaky blessings. But the blessings come sneaky. Why? Because of, the, our, because of, of our limitations of our mind. Because of our limitations of our mind, if these things, for example, if every test came in, Hashem says, I'm going to give you this test, you would say, no, thank you. But you have to end up taking these tests because otherwise you would say no to the test. You would say no to every single test that probably gave you growth today. You would say, not interested in this one, not interested in that one, and then you would also ultimately have no growth. So the blessings have to come as, they have to come as sneaky blessings. God has to create sneaky blessings in our life that come through the back door, that come through ways. I'm about to receive a sneaky blessing today. I'm, I don't want to let it in the front door, but it seems like it's going to come from the back door. I don't know how in the world I got here, but it's a sneaky blessing. And I'm always saying, you know what, There's a, maybe this is a sneaky blessing. Because I'm so saying, no, I don't want to let it in. I don't want to let it in. So what do you think is going to come in? What happens if you lock the door in your house? Burglar's going to come through the back. One way or another, the sneaky blessing is going to come. Now, we could be smarter, and we could just be completely humble, and we can just be open to everything, but we're very controlling, and we're, we have a lot of fear in our lives, so we don't let a lot of these blessings to come in the front door. So they always have to come through the back door through ways that you would never imagine. But that's only because of the, of the limitations of our mind, that we don't believe that every test is good for us. You're a human being, Period. But this is the way your creator works. And if you ask people today, they'll tell you all those, all those tests that they went through, everything they went through, ultimately benefited them. And they're thankful that it happened. But if you ask them, would you take it in the beginning? They would say no. <laughs> they would say no. Because it hurts. But this is exactly what, what, the, what the whole concept is. You needed a shattering of the tablet to give 13 attributes of medicine. You see how the problem is always in the solution? The, the biggest problem was serving golden calf, and God gave you the biggest mercy after the greatest sin. It's, uh, it's an unbelievable mercy that God gives us. And this is where Rav Nachman says, any time a person has to sit there and he falls into the lowest levels, his job is to do good. His job is to do good, good. This is exactly what he's saying us here. Even if a person has fallen into the, the, the lowest of the lowest levels, a person has, his job is to do good. This is exactly the, 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 what Rabbi Nachman talks about. Beautiful, beautiful concept. Let's take another beautiful concept from this thing. So this is why today you have to rec recognize, learn 13 attributes of mercy, 
and ask yourself, how can you use, which attribute are you going to be able to use today? Rabbi Nachman also tells us in a book called Wisdom, that when you're connected to 13 attributes of mercy, he, there's sins that you've created. Because remember, how does it work? One sin creates another sin. Right? One sin creates another sin. The minute I do a sin, for example, let's say I'm dating an inappropriate person which I know I shouldn't be dating. Okay? All of a sudden, it's going to lead me to a spiritual stagnation. That spiritual stagnation, now I'm going to stop davening. Next thing you know, I'm going to do this. It's going to lead you to a negative. So what happens? The first sin, you have to deal with. But what happens after, now you have to deal with one thing. Now you've got to deal with five, six, eight, seven, eight other things that were created from that one sin. Who's going to support that? Who could handle so much of a cleansing? Hashem says, and Rabbi Nachman says in the, in, in the wisdom, says if a person is a merciful Jew and he forgives others, he will get rid of that first sin. He'll make it to sure for that sin. And all the other sins that, he, that were uh, caused as a mess, he'll wipe you out. Basically, you're, you're getting wiped out wholesale. So today, when you're letting go of something that somebody hurt you and you forgive them, and you're letting go of anything that happened, that's the same, basically you're doing the same thing. You're getting a tremendous amount of cleansing really quick. This is exactly why we have to do that. And just let's, let's just talk about how we got into this mess in the first place. How did, how did the Jews get into this mess in the first place? Right? We know that they panicked. They panicked. Moshe was delayed. The sixth hour, they, or they, they say that they, Moshe was delayed. What happens when, when, when people have this, this it's symptoms? So Rabbi Nachman says here that the sixth hour, Moshe was delayed, the sixth hour is noon. The beginning of the time of Fermincha, the afternoon prayer. At that time, people made the golden calf. They didn't make it in the morning. They made it right at Mincha. So Rabbi Nachman's telling us something beautiful. He's telling us that Mincha itself, the afternoon, it's a time of tremendous amount of constriction. It's a time of din, time of judgment. This is why we're required to, to pray Mincha, because there's a lot of judgment. Remember, Mincha is associated with the patriarch of Yitzhak. Yitzhak represents judgment. And we, we said the other class, right? Abraham is, is the morning. Abraham represents clarity. Yitzhak represents judgment. And Yaakov represents the wisdom, Torah, faith, which is the evening prayer, to make a solution for all of it. Basically, through the wisdom of Yaakov, you're going to recognize that Abraham, that Yitzhak comes from Abraham. That in that judgment, there's mercy in it. But it's a pattern that we all have to go through. You know, we ever wonder why, oh wow, I wake up in the morning, great, next thing you know, at three or four o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like a different person. What's, why am I a different person? What's this energy that I'm, it's exactly that. It's the energy of mincha. It's the energy of constriction. It's called the tzimtzum. That's the energy where you have to hold on. My energy level goes on. My energy drops from one, uh, starting 1 to 2 o'clock to like 5 o'clock. My energy level drops like 50%. It's an unbelievable thing. I could take coffee, Zach, but the energy level that I get at that hour, it's like, it's, like, it's like going to the airport at 5 o'clock. Like you're just squeezing by. It's everybody. And that's exactly when they panicked exactly when they panicked. It's not that you're bipolar because you get tired at five o'clock at Mincha. It's the energy that gets dwindled. 
this is why I tell people all the time, you need to score as much as you can in the morning. You can't afford to oversleep. Because when it comes to, the, to that time in the afternoon where, where, where the world is, is, is where there's constriction, you're not taking advantage of those times. You wake up late. You wake up at 11 o'clock. Next thing you know, you're going straight to that constriction energy. When you wake up early, you're taking advantage of the clarity of that time. Forget me learning and preparing. I can't even, barely, it's very, very intense energy. It's a time of, God forbid, you have a person can have judgment. This is why I say, just put, they put that prayer in there. And that prayer of Mincha itself, is, Mincha itself is a flower offering. It's a poor man's offering. Why is it a poor man's offering? Because that's all, he, all you got at that time. <laughs> all you got is a pancake. All you have when you're poor is all you can give. Hashem, all I can give you is what I can give you. So there's times like that. And you shouldn't fight, f- be upset at yourself because you're losing that energy. You just have to be smarter and say, I need to take advantage of the real, when I do have clarity. That's when I want to make the decisions in my life. That's when I want to have the clarity, waking up earlier. That's when I want to really strength. Because at least, listen, if I had a fulfilling day, at least, okay, three, four, whatever, and, and get into the afternoon, I'm not going to kill myself for not being productive on anything. You understand? But if you don't wake up early and you, and you just have that day, you're just waking up to no production, that's eventually going to take a toll on you. It's gonna, you're going to eventually hold on to a lot of negativity and it's going to affect you. So this is why it's very, very important. And this is what he's saying here. Specifically at that time, people made the mistake. Mincha is a time of judgment and constricted intellect. My mind's not working properly in Mincha. My intellect is not expanded. It's constricted. It's funny, in Mexico, they take a siesta, don't they? They just, maybe they have the segula over there. They just take a nap for the two hours. <laughs> Smart move. Take a nap, better, do any, better than screaming. Moroccans should also take a nap for, for a couple hours in the afternoon. It would help the whole world. Anyway, I love Moroccans, by the way. Instead of... <laughs> in Mexicans. In Mexicans. <laughs> big difference, though. Moroccans and Mexicans, big difference. Instead of falling back on faith at this time... They fell into atheism and idolatry. So just think of the afternoons in your life is you have to really, really just hold on. Don't do anything stupid. Hold on, and then you're going to get the night. The night is when you have to go into faith. But this is exactly when the Jews panicked. They didn't panic in the morning. They panicked. They saw a vision, because what happens, guys, with anxiety begins? When anxiety begins, imagination expands. What happened with that imagination? They imagined that Moshe was dead. They saw a coffin of Moshe that he was dead. So they said, he's done. What's going to be with him? He's done. He left us. Because of that miscalculation, they panicked. Sounds very uh, pandemic-ish. Excessive panic. And that caused them to serve the golden calf. And ultimately, God forgave them through the 13 attributes of mercy. So forgiveness is the solution. How you get into a mess is when you panic. And after you panic, what do you need to do? You need to get back up. It's pretty much a solution. Panic causes the problem. Admit the problem. Get out of it through doing good and use forgiveness. That's a, this, is not a, this is a psychological tool for, for our lives. This is not just about Moshe Rabbeinu. This is our lives. So this is why Rabbi Nachman tells us, Mincha is a time of judgment. We have, we have constricted intellect. What we need to do at that time is when a person is a poor man, what does he do? He has to cry out from his heart or he has to stand firm. 
But usually the mistakes that you get angry, you get upset, you get, you get take things personal at the time of Mincha, it's a time to really recognize there's a certain energy in the day. There's an energy in the day that you just have to let it go. And you have to do a lot of breathing. Sometimes I work out in the afternoons because production-wise, the head's not working properly. It's just as much as you want to do. It's not that you're not a smart person. There's a lot of constriction, a lot of chaos in the air. And you have to embrace the chaos and say it's not going to be there forever. But I should learn that if I'm I'm going to be productive, let me be productive more in the morning. This is why you really have to be focused in the mornings. You can't waste your time three, four hours on your phone in the mornings. You, you, that time's not for free. That time is a valuable time for you. It's not for free. Don't take those mornings and just say, ah, the heck with the mornings. Well, don't do that. Wake up sharp in the morning. Be strong in the morning. Get as much done. And in the afternoons, hang on. And at night, you have to go into Muna. <laughs> at night, you close your eyes, you go into Muna, And here's the cycle over and over again. And that's the production. This is why breast lovers, they wake up... And, they wake up at the first opportunity to break the night, which is Hatzot. And that's the cycle. But that's the cycle of your life. It's not a, this is not a mincha, mincha, RV. This is not a cycle, just a prayer. This is really, our, our sages want us to really connect us to, our, to stages in our life. When Rabbi Nachman talks about, in his Lekutei Tzfilas, in Lekutei Halachas, the, every Halacha he, do, he did... A specific, took a specific topic. So in, in, in Mincha, it's one of the longest discourses he have. It's one of the ones that, that I, one of my favorite Torahs. And that's the, the Dalit versus the Hay. Rabbi Nachman tells us that Mincha, when a person is in a state of constriction, he has to fight against the negativity of the Dalit. Because of your constricted intellect, because our minds are not working, are not getting that clarity, will fall very much into what? Into a victim mindset or constriction. So our job is to really, really fight that that fatigue at Mincha and going to the, from the Dalit to the Hay. Dalit to the Hay. Dalit to the Hay. Dalit is a Dalut constriction. You got to go into the Hay. And praying at Mincha, you're really releasing your heart. You're releasing, you're talking to him about your confusions. You're talking to him from your heart. And that's how you get to, 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 to out of these afternoons. But just recognize this. The most important thing is how to manage your day properly. Manage, imagine, imagine you're the manager of the day. If you're, if you're like at breakfast place, you're not going to open up like at 12 o'clock in the afternoon and miss the morning rush. You understand? You have to get the rush in the morning. All restaurants is about getting the, optimizing the rush, optimizing the amount of clients that are coming in. If you wake up too late at the same time, what happens? You miss the whole rush. Same thing with us. So we have to use this, use this beautiful lesson on how to optimize the day a little bit better. And then once we, we feel productive, then the afternoon comes. You're not going to, feel all this guilt that you didn't do anything, and then all of a sudden come at night and say, oh, I had an unproductive day. And next thing you know, what do you do? We have pain, and you're going to go to another unproductive day. This is how, how we break the cycle of negativity. And we learn this often in Parshish Kisisa. Amazing lesson how to manage our days from Parshish Kisisa. Have a great day.